What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Clutch Picks Podcast. Before we get started, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, like our Facebook page, at Clutch underscore Picks 1. We give out free picks, a bunch of giveaways, a bunch of polls. You know, just be sure to follow us along on this journey. My name's Corey McAndrew. I'm here with my co-hosts and friends, Charles Giacometti, Nico DeLuca, and Jason Anderson. We do our locks of the week every week. Normally, we do pretty well. This week, not so much. You know, the picks we gave out weren't the best. A couple of losses. I know we all still made money. Jason, I know you had a great week. Uh, we were on some good games, some underdog games. But overall, I think uh, I think it was definitely not our best week. You know, for example, the Colts, that was a big game. We hit some money line there. We had Jonathan Taylor, anytime touchdown score at plus money. That was big. We had, I know Nico and I were on Titans money line. We had our 2v2 on the Raiders and Eagles, which speaking of that, I'll do those really quick. 2v2, Nico and I are currently at five wins. Charles and Jason are at one win, so our record is five and one there. Our locks of the week, Nico is three, one, and one. Jock is one and four. Jason is three and four, and I'm four and one. So how'd you guys do? It was one for the record books, Corey. I mean, I topped my last two weeks. I know came on here two weeks in a row and said, well, I topped last week, and I did it again this week. A couple player props, played Miami, got a nice push there, teaser that hit. Player props were really my, uh, my big hits on the weekend. Hit a bunch of them. Mar really didn't bet heavy this week, actually. I didn't, really, I didn't like this slate at all. I mean, like Corey said, I did have um, Titans money line. I messed around with the player props. Um, I mean, Sunday night, Sunday night football with the Colts. Um, I had Jonathan Taylor anytime touchdown. Then I had Broncos, obviously, my lock, three and a half, minus three and a half. So I, I didn't really go too heavy this week. I just didn't like the slate. My best stat this weekend was I did not consume one alcoholic beverage. What? I did, yeah, I did a good job. I didn't consume one alcoholic beverage, which was good. My lock missed again, son of a bitch. But what are you going to do? <laughs> But I did hit a nice teaser going into Monday night. The Saints saved my ass. So uh, I, I like falling back on a teaser. But I'm more proud of the not drinking an alcoholic beverage rather than anything else. Yeah, I know that's a, that's a tough one for me. So, you know, when you get into these games and sometimes you start losing and, you know, you just need a friend. And sometimes that friend is his name's Jack. You know, I, I don't don't really know what else to say there. So. Before we get into this week, you know, we're obviously going to go through all the games. We're going to go through the over-under, our picks, totals, money line, spread, everything that you can imagine. We just want to say thank you for listening to Clutch Picks. We appreciate all your support. If you're tailing us, you're making some money. So uh, be sure to keep doing that. We're going to get this week right back on track and get right to where we want to be. So that being said, we're going to go right to Jock here for Thursday night. He's our Thursday night football specialist. We got Green Bay at Arizona. This spread opened at three and a half. Cardinals were minus three and a half. Right now, they are minus six and a half. Right after Devontae Adams was put on COVID protocol. Over-under is 51 on DraftKings, 50 and a half on FanDuel. Jock, what do you like? Green Bay was on a roll and an unfortunate thing happened. You know, losing Devontae and, you know, looks like they're going to lose their defensive coordinator for this game as well. Uh, and Arizona is playing good football. These are, this is a top matchup in the NFL right now. You, you know, you want to see the best talent. Kind of wish that Devontae was playing in this one. Arizona's got a good football team, and so does Green Bay. They're, they've rattled off a couple wins in a row, and you know, they're looking good. And Aaron Rodgers, like we said previously, we said that he was going to get going, and boy, did he get going. Missing his counterpart here, and it's going to hurt them. 
Arizona at six and a half. I wish I, I, I wish I got that opening line at three. I think Arizona is just going to be too much to handle in this one. It's a Thursday night game. They're going to be able to prepare more. They got a full coaching staff. I feel like Thursday, Thursday is a preparation day. I mean, whoever the team that prepares more and it gets ready to play, it has a better chance of winning. Arizona's scoring in the red zone. They're scoring at 68% rate. So every time they get in the red zone, they're a threat to score. Uh, and, you know, that offense is clicking. So you got to trust them to finish drives. Uh, they're converting on third downs. Uh, I think I think the Cardinals are going to cover this spread here. I think six and a half is the good number. I know it's tough to bet against Aaron Rodgers. And I know Nico is going to Nico is going to clap back at me here. <laughs> because he loves the Green Bay line. But I think Arizona's just playing too well, and there's there's too much in the air to go to go against Arizona right now. Yeah, one of my favorite teams to bet, everybody knows by now, Jason, you were all over it last week. I'm, I love the Cardinals. I think that they are a money-making machine covering the spread. Even if it's six and a half, I just think they're going to go out there and dominate. You know, they're home, primetime game. I love Kyler Murray here. Zach Ertz, Nico, you were all over him anytime last week. He's playing well. I think it was the first player to score back-to-back touchdowns in uh, or uh, for a different team in, in consecutive games. So that game ball and his, his gloves are actually going to Canton. So I'm going to be all over Cardinals here. Not much more to say. I think that Rodgers losing Adams is a massive hit to, to what he can do. And I, I like the Cardinals to win this game by a touchdown. Absolutely. I just can't believe how Devonta Adams is three points. That's the difference between that. I mean, they're at minus three and a half for when he got hurt, he, minus six and a half. That just shows how big of a threat Devonta Adams is. I'm, I mean, like you guys said, I'm a huge Green Bay better supporter um, in this gambling industry, but I'm, I'm not going to touch either spread here. I'm actually going to go the under minus 50 and a half. If this, if, the Cardinals play like they're supposed to, and I feel like Green Bay's um, offense might stutter a little bit. I can see this being like a twenty-eight to seven game if if it's supposed to if it's supposed to be like that. I mean, but I just don't. I will never bet a, a spread against Aaron Rodgers, so I'm just going to go the under here, minus fifty and a half. I'm going to take Green Bay here. I think the Cardinals have yet to be tested by a top quarterback this year. I'm looking at their schedule now. The best guy they played so far is Matt Stafford. Aaron Rodgers on a different level compared to those guys. No Adams or not, he just possesses such a such a burden on the defense that to defend him. Um, as DRC said a few weeks back when he talked, got to play him differently than most quarterbacks, and he's going to get the best of that defense. Okay, uh, Jay, I, I think both of these defenses are lacking somewhat when they play good offenses. So I think you both made some good points there, Nico. I, I like the under just because I feel like it is going to be a, a struggle for Green Bay to get points on the board. Like I said, I'm going to be all over the Cardinals here. I think that uh, they're one of my favorite teams to bet right now. So I just don't see a reason not to be. Nico, a little something to back you up. Green Bay against against the over-under numbers, 2-5 and five against the over. So it looks like the under is coming in at about a 71% rate. So, you know, it's a good bet there as well, especially on a Thursday night game. I just I just don't know how Green Bay is going to play this game. I, they yeah. didn't run the ball a lot last week against Washington, and – if they go a run heavy with um, AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, I feel like the Cardinals might have a little bit of problem stopping it. And then, I mean, then they have Rodgers throwing the rock too. I mean, this is this is just something I would completely stay away from spread wise. But I mean, I just think the unders in play. I think Green Bay might kill a lot of clock and keep Kyler off the field. All right. So 
The next game we're going to look at here is one of my games. Um, I know Jason's going to have a lot to say. We already have some rumors. Three minutes before we started recording this one, we have Miami at Buffalo. Right now, Buffalo is minus 13 and a half, minus 14 in DraftKings. Over-under is 49, 49 and a half. You guys know I don't really like these high spread games. I think Jason's going to have a lot to say about this one. If I had to take something, I'd probably take take the Bills to cover. I don't think that's the right bet here, though, so I probably won't bet this game at all. I'm definitely going to take Miami with the points here. Um, I'm also going to spring some on the Dolphins to win the game. Listen, they got this roster, and sooner or later they got to put it together and put together a goddamn game. Do I think it? Am I going to bet big on them to win the game? Absolutely not. The chance of them winning is slim to none. But with that incredible value, you got to do it. You know, the whole drama with Tua, I don't know what's going to happen, but they'll definitely cover the spread. They're playing well. And I won't be shocked if they win this fucking game. Do not be shocked, Nico. Do not be shocked. I'm I'm just kind of speechless right now. The Bills are also coming off a bye, and now Miami has to travel to the cold weather in Buffalo. I mean, the Dolphins just lost against the Falcons. They lost against the Jaguar while Tua, Tua was actually playing. But, I mean, there was there are rumors right now where um, Texans and Dolphins are almost well, – Jason, are they almost finalizing a deal? What did you say about that? I don't know, but to be honest with you, at that point, even if Watson does get traded, he's not playing Sunday. I'm sure Tua would get shipped out, and they'd be playing with an even bigger uh, problem at quarterback. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and be, it would really, kind of really, kind of really be a problem. So if I'm being honest, I'm probably not touching this game as badly as I want the Dolphins to win. They're just not, I don't know, things are not running smoothly down there right now. I mean, the the Bills had a um, heartbreaking loss to Joe against the Titans. They couldn't converge on a fourth and one that probably would have won them the game. And but the Bills coming off a bye, I think this is a really easy one for me. I think Bills 13 and a half is super sane. So, I mean, this spread is actually out of perfect. I think they're going to win by two touchdowns. Yeah, dating back to 2016, the Bills are 3-1-1 one, and one covering spreads after a bye week. And I think if there's a game, you know, to come after a bye week, kind of use the Dolphins here as almost like a practice game and just run them over. I think that's what you're going to see here. Just an extended practice. I could see I could see a like a 48-10 to 10 game. You know, like last time. Yeah, like fucking crazy. I mean, do they have, what was dude, the score was, the first time they played? 42 nothing? 42 nothing in Miami? But you know what? With the sun beating down? They haven't had their goddamn receiving core together. I've yet to see that three by one uh, formation I've been dying to see all year with Waddle, Fuller, and Parker and Gasicki isolated. Well, Jay, the that good seems thing, super scary. Jay, the good thing is the fans in Miami are wearing brown bags over their heads, so I don't think anybody's going to be seeing much from Miami anytime soon. Because everybody doesn't want to watch. I don't so. think forty-eight to ten is. I mean, that's just ridiculous, Jock. That's yeah, like, maybe forty-two right. to ten is more reasonable. Jock uh, listen, and Jason. I don't really care. The season's over. The season's over. I don't care. I'm not debating the Dolphins. I root for them. Uh, like I'm not going to get picked on for an hour again. I just have a really quick question: When the Dolphins go to Miami, does the weather have a difference? Like when Buffalo comes to. Miami? Is it like, or, or when, when the Dolphins Miami go to Buffalo? I mean. Miami sucks cock and cold. Well, like, is, is it like the opposite? Like, instead of the sun beating down, it's like the, the cloudy, cold weather? Yeah, dude, dude, playing yeah. in Buffalo is really tough, too. Yeah, Those fans are fucking great. insane. I agree. And especially, a, I mean, dude, I hope, I hope, like I hope also the best for the Dolphins. 
in a way, dude, I do feel bad for, for you and other Dolphins fans because this is almost essentially the core of the team is the same as it was last year, you know? So expectations were high coming into this year. And uh, in, in all reality, it's tough for me as an outsider to understand what's going on with them. So it's just a goofy year, dude. I mean, I'm sure next the year. offensive line sucks. Just a one in six roster. The Dolphins do not have a one in six roster. Anyone yeah. with eyes could see that. They're better than they plan. But right now, I mean, they are probably the worst team in the league. I can't say otherwise. What the fuck? I'd be You're right. Not to. They're one point away from being 0 7. That's right. I forgot about that. Their one win was 17 16 over the Patriots. Wow. A missed extra point at potentially. Okay. So next game on the slate here, we got Philadelphia at Detroit. Right now, Philly's favorited. Minus three and a half. Over-unders 48 and a half on DraftKings, 48 on FanDuel. Nico, this one's yours here. I, I'm excited not to watch this game. It's going to be a shit show, but kind of just to see what we're all thinking here. I'm on um, Lions money line. I don't think the Eagles are good at all. They proved it last week. They have a huge coaching issue. I know the Lions have a coaching issue too, but I mean, surprisingly, they played really well last week against the Rams. It was a one-possession game. No one saw that coming. And I just think the Lions are going to come out and actually win this game. It's really just how I see it right now. The Lions are also um, 3-0 the past three games against the Eagles. So that's just something to look at, too, stat-wise. This is just one where I sit back and laugh and say, is Detroit going to get their first win against the Sheagles? Because the Eagles fans, I mean, that would really piss them off. We know how Philadelphia is. They will not be happy if they lose to the fucking winless Lions. Jalen Hurts' ass will be getting reamed out all over on social media. This is one I'm just not going to touch and more to just keep my eye on and say, holy fuck, at the result. Jay, I think you make a great point there. I doubt I'm going to bet this game at all. You know, the value player in me obviously wants to just sprinkle Lions money line just in case this is their first win of the season. But other than that, I mean, that's not a, a confident play. You know, that's me sitting there saying, hey, there's a potential to turn you know, one unit in, in, into two here. So that that's the only aspect of me looking at this game. I pr- would not watch it, even if I do bet it. There's really no point in it. So I think, you know, we're all on the same page here. All right, so next on the slate, next game up, we have the Los Angeles Rams at the Houston Texans. Houston's home here. Rams, two touchdown favorites, minus 14 all across the board. Over-under is only 47 and a half. Jock, this one's yours. I'm going to make a play here, but I want to see what you have to say first. So go ahead, walk us through this. Yeah, I hate I hate the spread, honestly. I really don't like it. I, I'm, I was scared of pencil neck a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I'm still scared of this spread now. I, it, it's just one of those games that it's so high, and I talked about it last weekend. You know, It's one of those games you don't want to watch a two-score game. You'd rather watch something closer. But Pencil Neck's playing well, better than he was before. I shouldn't say playing well. He's better at playing better than he was before. Uh, 14 and a half is a lot. Yeah, I'm just going to put 14 and a half on Pencil Neck and, you know, hope he could cover it. It's kind of one of those throw it in the air and hope it lands. Give me 14 and a half with Pencil Neck. This is, if it doesn't hit, this is the last time I'll ever bet with Pencil Neck. But give me, give me the points with Pencil Neck. Yeah, you know, that, that long neck douche there. I thought he was going to cover last week. I had him in a teaser. Uh, actually, I had the Cardinals in a teaser. Brought him down, and they covered that. So, you know, I, I think, again, there's this is a lot of points to cover. 
I don't think I'm going to touch the spread, but one thing I am interested in, which might surprise some people, is that 47.5. I kind of like the over there. I think that the Rams easily, easily put 28 points on the board here. I foresee Davis Mills at least throwing a touchdown or you know, them getting one on the ground and a field goal. So I, I think 48 is the number here. And the over 47.5 right now is actually minus 105. So some good value on that. I think I'm going to take that, but that's really my only play here. Houston's Houston is two and one at home against the spread. So, you know, they're, they're covering spreads at home. I know they really didn't play a tough schedule at home. I think they had Jacksonville and new England. Both were somewhat close. Maybe not that Jacksonville game week one, but I know they played new England tough at home, but they're two and one against the spread at home. Uh, you know, like I said, just throw it up and hope they go three and one against the spread at home. I think the Rams, they were able to, Obviously, they squeaked out a close one versus Detroit last week, which most people didn't expect to see it be that close. And I think the Rams, they're going to say, okay, we play another shitty team this week. We saw what happens when we kind of go through the motions versus a team we should beat. And they kind of got to remind that this is the big leagues and anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. And I think they come out and they absolutely roll the Texans to kind of make a statement and say, all right, we got to show up every Sunday, and that's what we're going to do from now on. 14 and a half, not too bad. I, it's definitely a three-touchdown game, in my opinion. Oh, okay. I like that. You know, um, Like I said, I'm not really going to touch that spread. Jay, I, I think you make a great point there for sure. So if, if people are, are kind of on the verge of it, I, I think that's a, a good argument. Next not game up. I didn't chuck oh. it in a teaser either, Corey. Get it up to you – know, yeah. get the teams up even more points. I mean, fuck it, you know? That's a good point too, yeah. I know that's what um I did fucking I tried it last week with the Dolphins. They hit it. I had them at, at plus ten and a half. But you know who fucking didn't? The next game I'm gonna talk about these goddamn Carolina Panthers. Fuck the Panthers. The Panthers lost me an eight leg parlay. They lost me a ten leg teaser. One fucking game. I I mean, I've never been more mad at a team in my betting career ever. Fucking Sam Darnold sucks. Sucks. I hope he never takes a starting snap in the NFL again. I'm not even kidding. I despise him. I, I absolutely despise him. We have Carolina at Atlanta. Right now, Atlanta's minus three. Over-under is only 45 and a half, 46. Fuck the Panthers. I'm on Atlanta all day. This is a revenge game for me. I'm going to hammer, hammer the Falcons. Not a second dot, Not a second thought in my mind. No one's going to talk me out of it. Sam Darnold fucking sucks. I hate him, and I hope the Panthers fucking, I hope their organization burns to the ground. Fuck them all. I mean, holy fuck do the Panthers suck. Seriously, dude, I can't take them. I'm pissed off because I was sick of hearing the shit when they were 3-0 and and playing versus the Sisters of the Poor and winning games. Sam Donald blows, like Corey says. I'm just going to repeat everything Corey said, but all I can <laughs> say is I'm taking the Falcons minus three, and believe it or not, just because the Panthers have three wins, I retract my statements before about Miami being the worst team in the league. Carolina is the worst fucking team in this league. No one changed my mind on that. Dude, Miami wipes their ass with Carolina. Fuck Carolina. If you like the Panthers, fuck you too. I'm, I mean, I'm done with anything involving that organization ever again. Ever again. I'm not even kidding. How the fuck do you lose to the Giants? What was it? They lost by 12 points? To the fucking oh, Giants? Saquon Barkley's not even getting three. a snap. Dude. It was 25-3. I mean, uh, oh, 
Oh my God. Am I obviously I'm livid. This was four days ago, three days ago, four days ago, and I'm still livid. I mean, I, I would have won over, I think it was over $3,000 if the Panthers covered. How about that? And I had him in a teaser at 10 and a half and they couldn't even fucking do that. I mean, I'm all over Atlanta here. Not much. I'm not even going to reiterate it. Fuck the Panthers. I'm looking at the schedule here for the Panthers, and I can't really pick out a game where I see them winning. I I know they have Miami. They have Miami at Miami. I think that's going to be the the only game that they'd have a shot at winning, and I think it's going to be competitive. Uh, They lost four straight, and I think they're just going to keep going, and they're just going to lose the, the way out. And they suck. We said they sucked. You guys already said how bad they suck and their organization should be burned down. I'm with you here. I think Atlanta, they're playing better. Kyle Pitts got involved in the offense, and it was nice to see. It's not like they're anything spectacular. They're three and four and, you know, trying to make their way out of it. Oh, excuse me. They are not three and four. They're three and three. I thought they were three and four. Yeah, they're trying to make their way out of it, and I think I think the Falcons are going to put, put the Panthers in the basement for good here. The Panthers is are, is nothing without Chris McCaffrey. I think they were what two and oh, three and oh with him, and then he got hurt. And now you're showing how just how much he you know, means to this team. So I mean, everyone should just be fading the Panthers every single time until Chris McCaffrey comes back, and then we'll see how he play, plan plays with when they come when he comes back. But I mean, yeah, Falcons minus three is kind of an easy one for me. The Falcons have been playing really well so far. So, Jock, did you take Falcons minus three too? Uh, yeah, I'm seeing him two and a half at some places. So if you get him yeah. two and a half, if you get him two and a half, two and a half is obviously better. But I'm gonna if I can't get them two and a half, I'll take them three. But obviously, I'd like the two and a half better. Watch what I mean, our fucking luck here. Carolina will beat the shit out of them. We'll look like fools, dude. I don't give a shit. Carolina, in my eyes, right now is the worst team in the NFL. They they are absolutely horrible. They have to figure out their quarterback problem. They bench Sam Darnold for what was his name? Watkins? No, no, PJ Walker. Walker, that's cool. it. I mean, that guy was absolutely horrible. You you could put you could put any one of us behind that line and throw the ball, and we would put more accurate passes on. You know, obviously that's an exaggeration, but that game put me in automatic fade mode for the Panthers for the rest of the year. There's two teams right now. Actually, that's not even true. There's literally one team on my auto fade list, and it's the Panthers. I was going to say the Chiefs. But I still think they're going to squeeze some out here and, and cover in some later games. But fuck the Panthers. I hate the Panthers. I hope they lose every game for the rest of the season, and I hope their fans are miserable. All right, guys, before we get into the next game, I want to remind you one more time, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Free picks, you'll get our locks of the week, everything. Right now we're hitting it over 63%. Be sure to tune in for that. At Clutch underscore Picks one on Twitter, Instagram, and our Facebook is Clutch Picks Sports Gambling. So the next game on the slate here, we have New England at Los Angeles. Jason, this one's yours. Right now, Los Angeles is minus five and a half. Over-unders 49, 48 and a half on FanDuel. Not really sure what I'm going to go with here, Jay. So let's see if you could convince me. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Chargers are coming off a bye, correct? Yes, the only thing I could see myself doing here is doing a little money line parlay and putting the Chargers in it. I don't really have an opinion on it. Belichick scares me versus younger quarterbacks. He can put together a game plan here versus Herbert to make him pat that ball a few more times than he wants to. Don't think it's going to happen, but it, it's Belichick. You know, you never know. 
And Mac Jones, over the past two weeks, he's actually pushed the ball downfield a little bit further than normal. So, I don't know. If there was a gun held in my head, I'd probably take the Chargers minus five and a half. <laughs> but I'm definitely um, going to have the Chargers somewhere in a money line parlay. That's all I really got for this one. I like the Chargers coming off a bye. And, I mean, they got romped two weeks ago. So, I mean, I think they I think they put it together. They had two weeks to um, watch that film. And I think Belichick's in for a rude awakening. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a hell of a game. Um, also, Mike Williams, anytime touchdown, hammer it. That's pretty much all I have. I mean, Chargers minus five and a half is an easy play for me. Yeah, I don't even really want to talk about this game. I don't know what's going to happen. I think if my, my best bet would be Chargers uh, win by a field goal. Jay, I like your play. Maybe throw this in in a teaser with the Chargers. Maybe maybe some some parlays. Uh, Chargers money line for sure. I think that that can add value, and, and I'm, I like that bet as well. I think they're going to win the game. I just don't know how how close they're going to win it by. So, no play for me here either. I think one more thing to consider is the health of New England's offensive line. I mean, we know they've had four guys down for a little bit. They get four guys back. I mean, they can move the ball. They got some road graders up front. I have no idea what their health situation is. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on it as the week goes on and determine my my bet from there. I really like the Chargers here. I I, I like this. I like this play. They're four and two against the number. And you now this is a Patriots team that I'm really not convinced of. I mean, Mac Jones, I think I think Mac Jones is having a good rookie year. Can't say I'm convinced that he's the next superstar or whatnot, but I think Justin Herbert's the better quarterback in this game by far. And I just think the Chargers have have too much too much to handle, too much offensive firepower to keep this game within a touchdown. I got the Chargers here, five and a half. Yeah. No doubt, I'm taking five and a half Chargers. Okay. One of my favorite games of the week. Don't want to say I'm looking forward to it. Not sure how I feel about it. I love that the spread has it so close right now. Nico, I don't know if we'll be talking for four hours during it. Tennessee at Indianapolis. It's a fucking pick em. Tennessee right now is minus one. Colts are plus one. Obviously, pick em. Even fucking odds. Over-unders, 51. Stagnant across the board. Not moving. I don't think it's worth betting the Colts in this game, in all honesty. I know Jason, I, I'm hoping someone will disagree with me, and I think it's going to be Jason. But Titans are just, dude, playing so well. As a Colts fan, it sucks to admit that, but they're just running so hot right now. They just beat the Bills. They just beat the Chiefs. Their defense, I don't know what the fuck happened over the last three weeks. It's like they were drinking that special potion from fucking Space Jam, but it's it's a new unit out there. Uh, Jay, I know you're going to say it too. If if they can keep their wide receivers healthy, this is a scary fucking team, dude. Not much more I can say here. I cannot believe this 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 line is so close. In all honesty, I mean, I really don't know. I don't even know what to say about this game. To be honest, I mean, this is a make or break for the Colts. I mean, if the Colts win, they're back in the division. If the Titans win, they're I think ninety four percent to win the division. Yep. I mean. Titans are playing super well. This is a but in my as a Titans fan, this is a harder game than the Chiefs was last week. This is a scarier game. This is two very physical teams, and Wentz is playing very well. The Colts are probably gonna run rush seven every single freaking time and make Tannehill beat them. Which I mean, truly, I'm not. I'm not very confident about it. I'm really not very confident about it. I mean, Julio finally stayed healthy for a whole whole game. That's huge. 
AJ Brown had a great week. I mean, this is just something that I'm not going to touch. I mean, I, I could see that I could see both teams winning. This is one of the biggest games for both teams. This is a really big game, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath to the very, very end. Yeah, this is a game where now that you say that, Nigo, I don't even I'm not even gonna bet anything on it. This is a game where I just want to sit back, put my jersey on, have a couple beers, and scream my fucking lungs out as loud as I can and support you know my voice. I think that you touched on something very well. The last four weeks, Carson Wentz has the best passer rating in the NFL over the past four weeks. Another thing to note, the two top rushers right now in the NFL, Derrick Henry, followed by Jonathan Taylor, uh, with, with, with the most, most rushing yards. Well, if I could, if I could touch on that, um, Derrick Henry is actually leading by 300 yards. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But I think it's pretty cool that. Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor out of the same division, arguably some of the biggest rivals in the, in the AFC there. You know, I think it's, it's pretty neat that, that their rushing games are just next level at this rate. Obviously Derrick Henry is just an animal, but I love seeing Jonathan Taylor succeed. I think he's great. I mean, I don't really have much more to say. This is going to be obviously a fucking phenomenal game and I can't wait to just sit back and watch it. I think my play here is I'm going to take the Colt with the points. Um, I expect the public to be heavily on Tennessee with how well they performed against some quality opponents lately. I expect that line to move and get the Colts some more points. I think the deciding factor in this game is who wins first down, Um, which defense is going to get tackles for loss on first down and force Carson Wentz or Ryan Tannehill to get in the shotgun on second and 10, second and 12, and have to make a throw and get it within third and short. That's what these teams rely on. They rely on first down, a nice five-yard run, and second and short, and then you can have the play action and the quick uh, three-step from there. Both of these teams, they just got to focus on first down. I'm looking forward to it. I love both teams that can run the ball. But both secondaries, they're nothing special. And the edge on the outside in terms of wide receivers has to go to Tennessee, which kind of makes me leans toward um, the Titans winning the game but I expect the Colts to get some more points on the spread. So that's probably where my money will be. Yeah, I think both of these teams really responded well after losing two overtime games. I know Titans lost that game to the Jets in overtime, and then the Colts kind of blew that one at Baltimore. Uh, And they both responded really well. Titans have responded a little bit better because they have a little bit better wins over Buffalo and Kansas City. And I I think both these teams are following the same narrative. And I, when it comes down to it in a one-point game, I'm going to take Derrick Henry just about every time. I mean, it's tough to put a Band-Aid on that guy. It's tough to stop him. Uh, you know, in a pick him, I'm going to take the, the bigger back just because he's so proven and he's so tough. and He'll get the job done and fall for a yard when you need it. That's the pick for me. Give me the Titans minus one. I'm going with King Henry here. Okay. I, again, just want to just wanna have a good time here. I can't, I can't wait for this fucking game. I'm, I'm very excited. I think this is just going to be an all-out brawl. I hope so. You know, obviously the Colts on the money line are like plus 118, plus 120. So now thinking about it, maybe I'll do that. You know, maybe just a sprinkle. Just because, obviously, I'm going to be very, very involved in this game. So that being said, our next game on the slate, Nico, we're going to you. We have the Washington football team at Denver Broncos. So right now, Denver is minus 2.5, minus 3 in DraftKings and FanDuel. The over-under is 43.5, stagnant across the boards. You get a little better odds on the over at 43.5 on DraftKings, 
But for the most part, it's kind of staying the same. What do you got here? This is the battle of two teams that had such high hopes. I mean, the Broncos were supposed to contend for the division. They started off 3-0. And then Washington coming off that um, playoff loss against Tampa Bay, they look like they were coming around at the end of last season. These two teams have been, have been such disappointments. Corey, what's the over-under at here? 43 and a half. I think this is um, an overplay for me. There's going to be a lot of turnovers, short field, and I think teams are going to put the ball in the end zone. I could see this being like 28 to 24 Broncos. I don't know. I, I wouldn't touch this spread. These two teams are so inconsistent. Yeah, I, I don't have a play here. This game will not be on my TV at all. I, I will not touch this spread. I mean, maybe, Nico, I like that. The Dra- DraftKings right now, the over 43.5 is minus 105. So you get a little more bang for your buck there. So maybe I'll put some money on that. But other than that, just nothing's worth it. This game could go either way. Again, it's going to be the toilet bowl round two after we see Philly and Detroit. So not even going to be on my TV. Not going to be concerned about it. Not going to check on it once. I got nothing for this game. Move the fuck on. These guys suck. I know I was high on Denver at the beginning of the year, and I was kind of riding that Vic Fangio you know, bullshit train. And you know, last week I, I had enough of them. Uh, but the main thing is for me is the four skins here are one and six against the number and one and six is terrible. Um, so there's no way I'm putting my money on, on the four skins. I, I, I'll take the Broncos. I don't care how bad of a matchup it is. Minus three, I'll find a teaser buddy. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me, but I, there's no way I'm putting money on, on the four skins here. Okay, Jock, good input there. I kind of like this again, you know, in a teaser, that makes some sense to me with the Broncos there. Um, Nico, your lock, that was a kind of a sweat last week with the Broncos. So I think both teams are due for one here. Again, Jason, kind of like you said, <laughs> this fucking thing is pointless for us to even talk about in a way. I think if you're going to bet it, if you're one of these fans on the Broncos, the football team, you know, Jock made some great points there for Washington in, in a teaser and a parlay there as well. So next game on the slate, we have San Francisco 49ers at the Chicago Bears. I said it last week. I'll say it again. I think the 49ers are overrated. I, I said that when they were playing the Colts. I thought the Colts were going to win. Right now, San Francisco is only minus three, minus three and a half. The over-under is 39 and a half, which is so low. I don't know in a way. I don't know if it is low for these teams. I'm going to take San Francisco with the points. I know the Bears are home. San Francisco is due for a win here they're due for for a big win and i think they're going to get it against the bears well matt Nagy has covid oh good point so i'm i'm going to be heavily on the bears 3.5 if he's not coaching this team's gonna be a lot better bears plus 3.5 hammer it yeah we talked about Nagy. he was going down to florida and he'd be wearing the visor which he was he had a little sunburn going too (laughs) we we called it yeah he was gonna have a little sunburn going on the top of his head but he went down to florida and he got the COVID. And now he's gone. And now they suck even more. They lost their sexy. They lost their sexy beat. Chuck, do you think that uh, Matt Nagy went to a club and got it? Like Urban Meyer or no? Do you think he was not allowed in the club? He definitely wasn't at the same club as Urban Meyer. Definitely. He, it's like, what, Jay, what, you're a SpongeBob guy. This, what's he it called? The salty? The zoo. He didn't go to a club. He went no, to the what's zoo. The, the SpongeBob thing? The salty, salty spittoon? And then yeah, the salt, the, whatever, and then the Weenie Hut Juniors. Yeah, he was going to Weenie Hut Junior. Matt Nagy. He might have went Weenie to Hutt Super Junior. Weenie Hut Juniors. Yeah, not allowed in. He was getting kicked out. 
I think uh, it's yeah. important before you continue, Jack. I think it's important to note that we wish him nothing but a speedy recovery. You know, obviously this is this is a, a very deadly thing going around. So we don't want any harm to him. We wish him nothing but the best. But go ahead. Yeah. Good luck with your journey, Matt Nagy. I hope it pans out well for you. Uh, but uh, maybe it will take, keep you out of the league, and maybe this league could find a better head coach. And I think that's what's best for the league. So maybe you know you enjoy your time. You enjoy your time at home. You enjoy you know your isolated time with your significant other, and uh, just realize that you don't have a place in the NFL. So spend your time. Are we really are we really going to say Matt Nagy is that big of an idiot though, Jock? Uh, he wanted to start yeah. Andy Dalton. He wants to start Andy Dalton. Justin Fields was handed the keys, and let's be honest, he he seriously has looked worse than Pencil Neck, Zach Wilson, you name him, he's been worse. Justin Fields has been absolutely horrendous. There was a reason Matt Nagy wanted Andy Dalton in the games. Justin Fields is not ready. He's not a good quarterback, and San Fran's going to get easy, easy, easy money here. Easy. Yeah, I'm definitely going San Fran here. Justin Fields is absolutely terrible. He is not ready to play in the NFL. I I didn't like I didn't like when they put him in, and I think Matt Nagy was pressured, you know, coaching for his job just to put people in seats. Yeah, San Fran might kill them here. Honestly, I'm surprised that the spread is only three and a half. I take San Fran by a touchdown. That's what I'm on to, Jock. I totally agree with you. I think San Francisco is they they need a comeback win here after the Colts, you know, they lost at home. I know it was an absolute shit show with the rain and everything. Carson Wentz should have thrown five picks, but he didn't. So I think they're gonna need to come back, get a win here away against the Bears at home. Not much more to say here. I think San Francisco wins this by at least a touchdown. Okay, so for our last game before the locks of the week, Jason, this one's yours. We had a great discussion about this this morning in the group chat because I know it's in one of your teasers. Giants at Kansas City at Arrowhead. Right now, Chiefs are minus 9.5, minus 10 in FanDuel. Over-under is 51.5 in DraftKings, 52.5 in FanDuel. So, Jay, go ahead. There's going to come a point in time where – Somebody in Kansas City is going to start sticking their foot in somebody's fucking ass. And it's going to be this weekend. The New York Giants, they don't belong in the field with the Chiefs, let alone with Kansas City at home. Patrick Mahomes, he shrugged. I mean, he got bent back pretty good. I mean, Jesus. He looked like he drank a bottle of tequila walking off the field. Yeah, I mean, 10 is very, very easy here. Um, Chiefs are going to absolutely roll them. I know you guys hate the Chiefs. I'm going to catch shit for it. But you know what? They are the Chiefs. They have Tyreek Hill. They have Travis Kelsey. Sooner or later, they're going to figure it out. And until the season ends and they're fucking three and whatever, 16 or wherever the fuck, how many games they play now, <laughs> it's not going to, I'm not going to change my opinion. Although I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. <laughs> Jay, I was talking about this before. I think the Chiefs were going to be on my auto fade list, but I think they may win this game. I don't think they're going to cover. I'm not going to take a bet here. This could potentially be a 2v2. I'm willing to say we'll give you guys this one. If Nico agrees with me, we'll take the Giants to cover. I know I think both of you may be on the Chiefs. Uh, so, Jock, we'll have to see what you say. But Nico and I are kind of in Chiefs fade mode. We made a lot of money on two weeks ago on the Bills-Chiefs money line. 
with the Bills. We made a lot of money last week with the Titans Chiefs money line with the Titans. So, yeah, the Chiefs are due for one. They are home. But I just don't think you can trust this team right now. They have weapons, but they're not playing like it at all. You know what? I was listening to ESPN the other day, and they said, the NFL is honestly so tricky to gamble on. Sometimes you just got to look at the game and say, who's the better quarterback? And yeah. just go with that. And you know what? And this is just who's one of those games where the differential between the two quarterbacks is so different. And the Giants, Nico, they don't have a Derrick Henry. They don't have Julio Jones. They don't have A.J. Brown. They don't have Mike Vrabel as a head coach. You know, and Ryan Tannehill is light years better than Daniel Jones. We're talking about the cream of the crop quarterback versus a bottom three quarterback here. And it's only 10 points. And they're due. They're desperate for a win. And they're pissed off, and they're going to be at home. I just think the Giants' pass rush is better than the Titans was. Is it better than the Titans? And if Patrick Mahomes is running around like that last week, I feel like he's going to struggle this week. Core, I'm with you. I think Giants plus 10. I mean, I could see the Chiefs winning by a touchdown. But, I mean, this Chiefs team has not shown anything yet. This defense is really, really, really bad. And, I mean, Daniel Jones sometimes shines in some weird moments, and I feel like this might be a moment where he's going to shine. Yeah, I think Chiefs Chiefs are due for one, and, you know, if they're going to get one, it's going to be now. And I know Mahomes is coming off that head injury. I don't know if he's going to be ready to go. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be full full bore at practice, but, you know, he, he needs to get going. I mean, he's got too many interceptions. He's making some pretty bad decisions and if there's a team to, to romp, this is the one. This is the game that could turn their season around and get them in the direction they want to go. Uh, you know, 10 points, you almost have to lay them. Uh, so, you know, Jay, I like the way you're thinking. You almost have to lay them with Mahomes and just, you know, trust the guy that's tried and true and played in bigger games. So I'm going to lay the points with the Chiefs. I know they're not the best team of covering spreads. They're 2-5 and five against against the number. Uh, but, it, you know, Jay said it. you got to take the better quarterback, and that's – by far, Mahomes, even if even with half a brain, I'll take the I'll take the ten with Kansas City here. Okay, so I'll I'll leave this up to to you and Jason, Jock. Um, if you guys want to make this a two v two or not, I know sometimes you give us some plays. You know, like uh, Jason, I know sometimes you agree with Jock just just to get the two v two in. So if you guys want to do this one, we'll do it. It's up to you though. I'm cool with the two v two. No hesitation I, for me. Yeah, I'm cool okay. with the two v two. All right. Okay. So we got a two v two. We have the Giants at the Chiefs. We'll give you nine and a half too, Nico. What do you think? Nine and a half? Yeah. Give them, give them nine and a half. Give them nine and a half. Okay. Give them nine and a half. Nine, nine and a half it is. We'll give you nine and a half. Like I said, I know you guys make some plays for us to, to keep it interesting. So for sure, we'll give you nine and a half here. It's time. As Jock said, it is now time for our locks of the week. All right, Jason, you are up first. Our first lock of the week. I love this play. We have the Bengals at the New York Jets. Right now, uh, what would it open up at, Jay? Nine and a half, you got it, minus nine and a half? Yes, I got it okay. at nine and a half. So right now it is at ten and a half, actually, but I know you did take it at nine and a half. The over-under is 43 and 43 and a half. Go ahead. Obviously, I kind of just gave away your lock, but go ahead. Take us through it. 
Sometimes you got to give credit where credit's due, right? I like to give Joe Burrow and the Bengals a lot of shit and Zach Taylor a lot of shit, but they just went into Baltimore and put together a complete game, and they blew uh, Baltimore out of their own stadium. Now they go to the they play at the Jets, right? The game's at the Jets, right? Yep, it, it is in New York. Well, New Jersey. Zach Wilson's out two to four weeks, and you got to put this into consideration, folks. If you're a backup to Zach Wilson, think how, how shitty Zach Wilson is right now. And if you're his backup, you're you're probably even even shittier by a mile. Me and Pirtle were talking about that today. He said Wilson's bad. Imagine his fucking backup. Nine and a half is very, very easy, easy pickings for me. Burrow and Chase, I mean, Chase is going to shatter all Justin Jefferson's rookie records he broke last year. Um, and they got a solid run game. So I'm definitely on Cincinnati. I love this one. Jock, before you say it, I'm going to say it. I think this is an absolutely great game for a teaser here. Take Cincinnati, tease them down. I think this is just a sure a sure lock here, Jay. I love this play from you. I think it, it is a, a great decision, and I'm definitely going to have them in my teaser, in my money line parlay. Everything I could put them in to win this game, I'm going to have them in. Joe Flacco's throwing that fucking football. I thought he retired. I didn't even know he was still in the goddamn league. So That's who's throwing the football for them now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is going to be ugly, Jay. Good pick. I don't need to do it. I don't need to hear any more than that. Bengals played very well. They played very well last week. They went to Baltimore. They made their statement. I also saw Zach Taylor is plus a thousand. I saw in some books for coach of the year. There's value in that. I think he's got a pretty good shot if he could keep up this year. I'm going to look towards that. I'm going to put a coach of the year bet in, and I'm also going to take the Bengals. I'm actually going to um, add points to this one to make it more valuable. Um, I'm probably going to shift it to 16 and a half. Um, This is actually, um, this is a, Joe Flacco is actually horrible if he's starting. And this Bengals team is on a huge roll right now. The Patriots just beat him by, I think, 30 plus points. And the Bengals are just going to shit down their throat. There's really no other nice way to put it. I'm going to shift it to 16 and a half and take the Bengals. Wow. Okay. So we got, we got, we got, well, Kind of another kiss of death here. I mean, I'm uh, obviously going to be on the Bengals too. So, uh, Jay, obviously you got a fire lock going on here. So, so nice pick, pal. All right, Nico, you're up next. We have Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Pittsburgh is plus three and a half. So the Browns are minus three and a half. Over under is 42, 42 and a half. Go ahead, Nico. Tell us what you're taking. Oh, I'm actually have Steelers plus three and a half here. Um, Steelers are coming off a bye and I really, I really like, um, teams coming off a bye to cover. And I mean, Browns are still on a backup quarterback. And I mean, they they did prove I was completely wrong. They did prove that they could run the ball with anyone. They could. <laughs> I mean, they were on their third string, who was undrafted, and he had a, he had one hell of a game. But I mean, this this Steelers run defense is not not to be reckoned with. I mean, that this this defense is very well, and I think they're gonna, they're going to force Case Keenum to throw the ball. And I think he's going to make a few mistakes. I think Steelers cover and probably win here. I'm on the Browns, not the Steelers. Nico, this is three weeks in a row on fading your lock. I think Case Keenum, he's not a big drop-off to Baker Mayfield. Nick Chubb comes back. He's a very physical presence in the backfield. Jarvis Landry's back. Odell Beckham Jr. is still a threat. And they're not going to be able to – they're going to have to play a too-high shell um, all game, whether Nick Chubb is back there or not. And that's going to create running lanes and also create opportunities to hit some passes over the middle. 
Um, I think the Browns win by a touchdown, but it's going to be a great game. The Steelers are they're physical on defense, but Big Ben, he's just very inconsistent right now. And three and a half points, I don't feel comfortable with that cushion for him. Yeah, this is a weird one for me too. Nico, I, I like I like what you said. Jason, you made a lot of sense too. So in all reality, if unless I'm I'm down money at the four o'clock games, I'm not gonna bet this game. Uh I will probably have this game on actually though in that in that middle slate. I think it's gonna be a good game to watch. Obviously, they're in the same division, same conference, everything. So I think this is gonna be a, a fun game to tune into. Maybe throw a couple live bets on it, you know, like let's say Someone goes down early, maybe maybe just take the spread on the other one. Uh, I think it's going to be, Jay, kind of like you said, a close game. But no pre-kickoff plays here for me. Divisional matchup. I'll let Nico go with the with the points here, but I like the under. I think that, that this is going to be a uh, you know a divisional matchup. Lots of defense being played. It's going to be physical. It's going to be rough. A lot of ground game. Clock's going to be running. I'll take the under. Uh, the highest number you could get it, I see it right now, like 42.5. So I'll, yep. I'll take the under 42.5. Yeah, I think that's a good play too, Jack, because if you look at how Seattle with a backup played in, in Pittsburgh, their defenses uh, overwhelmed that game. So I think I think that is a is a smart decision, and uh, maybe I'll look to play that as well. Not sure right now. So I'm up next. Obviously, it was going to be someone's lock. They're 6-0 against the spread. Those Dallas Cowboys, America's team, Dallas Cowboys at Minnesota. Spread's only two and a half right now. Cowboys are minus two and a half. The over-under is 55 on DraftKings and FanDuel. Not much to say here. I am all over, all over the Cowboys minus two and a half. Sorry, Pirtle. I just don't see your Vikings covering this spread. I don't see the Vikings winning this game. I think Cowboys are going to be 7-0 and against the spread after this. I just, I'm all over the Cowboys here. I love what they're doing. I think Zeke and Dak getting back on it. I read a report today, yesterday, Nico, we talked about it, that Dak was supposed to be back. There's just nothing here that's going to to get me off off the Cowboys. Corey, don't get me wrong. I, I love your play, and I, I love the Cowboys and what they've done this year against the spread. It's a smart play. But the Vikings, they're, they're not someone to fuck with. They have a decent home field advantage. they got a rowdy crowd. This is probably just one I'm going to stay away from. You know, maybe Dallas comes out to buy and sleepwalks a little bit. I mean, they were firing all cylinders. Yes, they're seven and all, six and all on the, against the spread, like you said. But I don't know. Something in the back of my head is telling me that this could be a trap game, and okay. I, I just—it's not something I'm going to throw money on. But okay. I see your thinking, and it makes a ton of sense. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Mike McCarthy is um, eight and five after coming off a bye. He really—he really does not perform coming off a bye. We, we there's, there's really nothing to say about that i mean i i love ben the cowboys just like you do but this game is super super tricky for me dak is hobbled right now we don't know i mean a calf strain is a calf strain he might be he might struggle getting out of the pocket i mean i'm gonna t- i'm gonna tell you cowboys minus two and a half but it's not a confident play for me yeah i really don't have a beat here i know i know the cowboys are one of the better teams to cover and spreads here six and oh against the spread uh which is pretty incredible so um, you know, they're covering the number, and if it's your lock, I'm just going to take it because 6-0 and in a lock, it might as well until they lose you money. So uh, bet with the trend here. I'm, I'm usually one to go against it, but I'm, I'm trending, you know, with the Cowboys, so I'll lay the points with them. Okay. You know, now I'm a little worried about this. Last week I said it. My lock, I was, I was iffy with it. It was the first time I wasn't confident in my lock. I love this play. 
Jay, I do think you make a ton of sense though. Minnesota is a tough place to play. I want what I, what I want our listeners to do is go back five minutes, rewind the tape, and every time someone says six and zero, oh, you got to take a shot. You'll be hammered, hammered on Saturday night before the end of the podcast when you're putting your bets in, and you'll just tail us because you're drunk, and we'll make you money. That's so, six and zero oh, though. It's almost like oh, almost there's like another fuck. shot, like, shot, due, shot. It's due to say six and one as like as hard as that may seem to believe it's almost like shit just crazy shit always happens and this could be one of them okay all right jock well you're up last you got another funky play in coming here jacksonville at seattle jacksonville is plus three and a half so seattle minus three and a half over under is 43 in DraftKings, 43 in FanDuel. like i said another funky one go ahead yeah, Seattle's defense uh, showed up a little bit Monday night. I don't know if it was so much the weather or the Saints' inability to move the football, but you know, one of the worst defenses in football, you know, really kept them in the game, which was surprising. And then there's Jacksonville, who's one in five, and you know, just really a pretty dismal football team. And you know, I feel like when two bad teams collide you know, you're due to get points. And that's just the one thing I'm looking for here. I'm looking for, you know, two bad teams just opening up that playbook, spreading it out all over the place, and uh, really driving the ball down the field. You know, Geno Smith, I mean, he, he's 7-0 and at covering spreads, but he's still, he, he's still got to find a way to move the ball. And uh, I, I kind of expect Jacksonville to throw the ball all over the place a little bit and uh, score some points. So I'm all over the points here. I'm on the over 43. Uh, It's looking like 43 and a half. It's going up. So I'm all over the over here, 43 to 43 and a half. This is actually, I actually totally agree with you. This is probably the only over-under bet I'm actually going to take. The Jacksonville really got it going um, two weeks ago against um, that great Dolphins team that they have. And um, Trevor Lawrence looked really good. I mean, that's the first week we could finally say that. And, I mean, Seattle's defense is not all that. I think Jameis Winston just is not a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. I mean, this is another, to- another toilet bowl game, but, I mean, this is definitely something to, to um, look at for the over. Jock, Nico, I agree with you guys. Jock, like I said, I probably would not fucking tune into this game unless it was your lock. So that being said, kind of like you're doing with me with the Cowboys, I'm going to do with you. I'm going to tell you, I think this is going to be a – Good one for you to get back on track. I really do like this play. Not much more for me to say here besides I'm telling you. I'm taking the Jags to beat Seattle here. I think Geno Smith is, oh, my God, is he bad. Watching <laughs> him last night, I'm just like, holy fuck. The fact uh, Jock and Nico had the nuts to say he's better than Big Ben or you'd rather Big rather Geno Smith in this game than Big Ben is – it might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and I've heard some stupid shit come out of both of their mouths. I'm sure they both would like to retract that statement now. Yes? No? No. No. Wow. Well, that listeners, that just speaks volumes. Um, you know, normally when people are wrong, they could say, you know, I'm wrong, but clearly not these two. Love Jacksonville here. Absolutely love them. Well, they're gonna they're gonna win another one here. Seattle sucks. Pete Carroll's old ass might be getting taken out. And a goddamn wheelchair because he's so shitty and old. Jay, uh, you know, I think his bubblegum is going to be on the turf very quickly. Listening to you talk about this game, I'm going to be on Jags' money line with you. I think that you talked me up. Not that I think. You talked me into it for sure. I think you made some great points. I think Trevor Lawrence is turning into a good quarterback. 
And, and I like what you said about the Jags getting a taste of winning and wanting some more. So I'm with you here. Do you guys have anything else to add before we close it out for the week? I would have never thought that someone this year would say they have Jags money line. That's just, that's scary. I would have yeah. never thought that in this whole season that someone has the Jags money line, unless it's first the Texans, but especially against Seattle. If you look, if you look at this game week one, they said, Oh, it's Jags versus Seattle. I mean, I know, I know Russ Wilson's out, but if, if you see Jags versus Seattle, it's like, dude, I mean, usually Seattle's going to be a 13 and a half point favor against this team, but it's just crazy to me how Jackson, people are taking up Jackson money on, which I like too. I mean, that's a good play, but wow. Just, just, just shocking to me. It shows how valuable Russell Wilson is to this team. I think he deserves a little bit more credit around the league than he gets. I feel like some of that credit's kind of fallen off within the past year or so. So let's put some respect on Russell Wilson's name again. Okay. So once again, we just want to thank you guys for tuning into the Clutch Picks podcast. Don't forget, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at clutch underscore picks one. Our Facebook is Clutch Picks Sports Gambling. We can't thank you enough for all your support. We really appreciate it. Please like, share, uh, subscribe, download all our episodes. It really helps us out. Once again, thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Corey, I just want to add one more thing in. Um, the, we were all talking in the group chat. We're going to start throwing in some uh, NBA plays here coming up here, so stay tuned for that. Obviously, the World Series is going on. Uh, Jock's got a good beat on that. Former baseball player, loves the game, has some good input on it. So when you hear his plays, he's going to be firing them off on Twitter. Make sure you tail him. He knows his stuff. Also, we're going to have NHL plays probably nightly on, on all social media platforms. Corey, ex-hockey player, knows what the hell he's talking about. F- former goalie, netminder, really knows the game well. He'll be able to give all NHL plays up and down the slate. So we got NHL, MLB, football. We're going to be coming at you from all angles with every play, every night. It's going to be a great ride. We're just getting started. Thanks for listening. The Clutch Picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm.